0: For GayWorld.net, I'm David Reed, and I'm here with Mr. Alex Zahara, Hello. Michael Sales, Korosek, Iron Shirts,
1: oh uh, let see, Edgar, um, Shy One, Shy One, um, and a bunch of other guys, you know. Warwick, Warwick, one of my favorites. Thank you very much.
0: You actually, you actually picked that one up. You yeah. Carried it. Actually, you carried it completely around the solar system. Actually. Exactly. <laughs> okay. That was a very bad joke.
1: There you go. It's all right.
0: News of SG-1's demise. I know. Uh, it's Crazy. It's reached fans recently, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: How do you feel about the show being
1: canceled? Well, it's a bit of a bummer because it was like, seriously, it's, it basically helped me get my career started, right? Really? Oh, yeah. Well, Stargate, that was the first, no, it was the second guest lead I'd ever done in TV was when I played Zales. A um, I, I, little story I should have maybe told out there it was... Uh, I actually auditioned for uh, an episode of Stargate before the first one that I did and got it. But what had happened was uh, Carol Kelsey, who I work with now, uh, I don't know, apparently there was a bit of a mistake in timing or whatever, but she didn't get back to my agent in time. So, but it was a good thing because there was another show phoned up just after her and said, look at yeah, the Sentinel TV show, said, we loved Alex, here's the days, here's the money, we want him. And my agent said, Ken Walker said, okay, that's cool, but Stargate has first dibs because he auditioned first and they're interested. i got to give her 24 hours. So, called back and um, for whatever reason, she didn't get the message or this or that happened. They didn't get back, so we went with the other show. They phoned up the next day saying, okay, so here's what we want for Alex. And he said, look, I'm sorry. I He's had to had, Yeah, and oh, dear. Like, oh, boy. You know, like thinking, oh, I'll piss somebody off. Pardon the language, but you know, whatever. Anyway, long story short in the end. I was supposed to be an alien in that with big makeup, but Jillian Barber, I believe, ended up playing that character and they just put a little veil in front of her face. So here's the deal. Had I got that gig, who knows, because you would see my face the first time. They may have been reluctant to bring me in for anything else. Michael. For Michael. Especially. Yeah, especially, or anything else. And who knows what would have happened. So it was actually a gift that there was a little mistiming there, because I may have done one episode you never would have seen me again.
0: No, so I there you go. Was, uh, ben Browder was supposed to play Amanda, uh, Amanda Tapping's love interest. Okay. in Season seven. and behold, he's now Cam Mitchell. There you go. So fate just has a funny way of working. Yeah. What episode was it that you didn't make? Can you, do you oh. remember which one it was? Or the plot.
1: Something about the the keepers or the guardians or something. It was. It was the only. Gamekeeper. I think was it the gamekeeper?
0: They were in the video game.
1: Was that was that one with um? Dwight Schultz. Dwight Schultz. But was there people? I can't remember right now. It's been so long. Um, suffice to say, Gillian uh, Barber we will have to look it up online. Yeah. She played a character, and they, and they had just little veils in front of their faces. Yes,
0: that was a gamekeeper. Okay, there you go. So that's the I one. I should have gotten
1: that. Yeah, it was trivia. Anyone? Oh, I was kidding. They had a big <laughs> trivia contest earlier. I had my one trivia question. We'll talk about it later. There you go.
0: You've repeatedly stated that your favorite character is Korosek.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Iron Shirt. Yeah. Yes.
0: Um, what was appealing about this
1: character? Well, I mean, he was standing up for his people. He was fighting for what was right. Uh, he put the time in. They lived under tyranny and slavery. And, you know, his people, he, he overcame a, a hell of a lot of odds, if I may, you know, to, to have freedom, to be able to, you know, be self-determined, you know, uh, like most of the free and democratic countries, like the one I'm sitting in right now. Um, <laughs> America! Uh, you know, and I've just been across Europe here, too, so it's interesting you see, like, like the French, the revolution, like, you know, and, and all the, the freedoms and the, the amount of sacrifice people have fought for over the years. And that was why it's my favorite character. Also reminding, I was in the catacombs in Paris and the millions of bones of the people. But you think about that. In the episode uh, that I did play in Corsec, uh, Enemy Mine, well, think of all the, all the, that's what I did. I thought of all the people, my, all the UNAS, fellow creatures that died. Under the tyranny of the Gauld, etc. So that was a big motivator. And when these guys come in, I'm sorry, but SG1 and my character might as well be a Gauld. We were never going to be, you know, trodden over by another people. So well, they're,
0: they're encroaching on your territory. Not only that they're cutting it up.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and, and going into basically our tombs, our catacombs, uh-huh. where our dead are buried. Uh-huh. You know, and that's there's no messing around here. You know some things are sacred there's got to be a little black and white at some point in the world. Everybody has a little line in the sand well that was ours and and I was also i didn't I failed to mention but I was like uh um about ten thousand other aliens because they had us all play like um the four of us that were the big four aliens in that episode it was me and Tyson and uh, uh my friend um Oh God, uh, uh, Wycliffe Hartwig, six foot seven, you know, and uh, and then Patrick Curry. We were all like, we're all, uh, they, And then there was, I think there was one or two more. I can't remember. But they uh, us all come up and and go all the way down the line, all the way down, but behind green screen. Yes. And then we did it a bunch of different times, changed weapons, did this, and then they just like you know, you know, digitally created more of us. So.
0: That wasn't the first time you did that. No. No. That was Beast of Burden. Yeah. Well you played another Runus who was yeah. also under oppression. That's right. Shywan. Shywan. One. One of my favorite characters. He didn't it was barely in the limelight. Thank you. It was a great character.
1: Do you know who I based him off of? No. Fiddler from uh, Roots. Louis Gossett Jr.'s character. Really? Yeah. Old slave, who'd been around in the in the uh, system for a long time, was used to it and he'd found his way, you know, he found his way to to, to make it make things okay. You know, because if you're a slave, you're never going to be. Nothing's mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. Nothing's ever going to be good or great, but things are going to be okay. And that's what I based it on. Was I was basically doing Fiddler. You know, thank God I'm old enough that I saw it when it first came on. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Michael is probably the one that you're most remember for. Right. Would, that, would that be fair? To oh yeah, for that? sure. Is there anything about it, the character that? Resounds with you
1: even today. Oh, huge! Like, see, that's the thing. Like, uh, it's hard to. That's you, you look at the people say about. Like I said earlier, some people boo-hoo and criticize sci-fi for being old oh, sci-fi, and whatever. other actors who, who who just can't get their heads around the fact that these are characters with disease. And so, sorry, disease, geez, <laughs> desires. <laughs> You'll edit that, won't you? With desires, wants, and needs. I'm just speaking too fast because I got a lot of thoughts to get out, and my mouth gets behind my brain. So anyway. With Michael, like his thing, and he, he was my favorite episode and character for years because, you know, he had throughout the episode, he didn't want to go to war. and It was about the Vietnam War and, you know, the right or not about that war. And his character said, or my character said, like, you know, I don't, I don't want to go to war. I don't want to go to war. He said that two, three times, and at the end, I said to Charlie Carell, God rest his soul, I believe he's passed away now, Charles Carell, um, he directed it, and I said, look at Charlie, I don't want to, and my character. I don't want to say that. What well, the thing is, is I don't want to kill anybody. Mm-hmm. And that's... Well, two completely different things. Exactly. And that's the key. And he said, let's do it. You know, will try to get permission, but we'll do it both ways. Once the way they have it, and once that way. And we'll go with whatever works, right? And they went with my suggestion, and they kept it that way. Because that was the truth of that character. I mean, writing is great, and the writers are totally respect their work, don't get me wrong. But when you inhabit a character and things start coming up, if, if the word comes up naturally or something happens naturally, then that's coming from your character. It's not you, it's not your ego. It's from the character's needs and wants. And that's my job as an actor, is to service the needs and wants of the character, and then I service the needs and wants of the show, Mm -hmm. the writer, the producer, the director, everybody. But if you remain true to what your character needs, then you can't go wrong. And that was the first one, I think, the first time I ever stood up and just said, look, I can't say this line anymore. I've got to say this. And it worked.
0: Did you record the other line of dialogue just in case? We
1: did, just in case. But Charlie was like, even before we got permission, Charlie was like, Let's do it. Let's focus on this one.
0: Yeah. Good. So. You've done so many characters. Which do you wish you could have developed more?
1: Oh, boy. Uh, we well always wish you could develop more because you do one episode, right? And yeah. You know, you're in and you're out. And Sonic Television for you. Yeah, and, and you don't have a lot of time to uh, rehearse, usually. But what's been great with the Stargate guys is because they've known me for the, over the years, and, and they've called me up, and I've known, like, months ahead of time that I'm going to work on the show, and so that's great, so that uh, I can prepare and say, well, what's the story about, what's going on, so I have an idea, you know, usually of what's going to happen beforehand, and I've had that since about, like, the second season. I auditioned for, yeah, I auditioned for, uh, Zales? Yeah. I auditioned for, they actually called me up and said, hey, would you come in and audition? I was doing a play in northern, sort of mid-northern British Columbia, getting my stage actor equity card, and, uh, and I flew down on Sunday, worked with my buddy Matthew Harrison, worked, through, worked the audition, and I did the audition Monday morning, 11.30, came totally dressed in a hippie outfit, man, like far out. They were totally laughing on, uh, from the minute that I walked in the door, but it, also there's like, you know, heavy duty stuff in there, and I had him right there. I flew back to, to Prince George, I landed at 4.30, got a call at 5.30, I was the number one choice, as I'm leaving to the theater to do the show, 6.30 I get the call, you got the job. Wow. Yeah. And ever since then, they've been. I've. I've not really had to audition, but they've written sh- episodes with me in mind, and that's that's just amazing, you so know.
0: Sales and Michael, and now you're a shoe and regular.
1: Well, yeah, shoe and regular, but you know, I've been doing. I did a fair amount of that, so yeah. But but it's been great, you know what I mean? Like, cause, how many shows? Unless you're a regular, that doesn't happen.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And only a handful of actors can say that they've worked on SG One as much as you have. Yeah. So, I think. Are, are you the, the the only actor who has worked as many characters as you have? I
1: think so. I, I'm not certain of that. Uh, I think Dion's done a fair amount, but I've yes, sur- yes. but I've surpassed him because uh, I know that I've done more episodes of him after that, and he's been off doing other things. I played his character. He was unavailable. <laughs> he he played Boromir in the stage version of Lord of the Rings.
0: That's right. I yeah. heard about
1: that. Yeah, he's he's. Do- I, I don't know if he's doing the London one, but he's doing this one. He did the one in Toronto here. He's yes. still doing it. But uh, yeah, I did that, and um, I think pretty much e- ellipsed. Or eclipsed other people, so.
0: Bit of a rival there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no. but I mean, I look at, it, but even within episodes, you start looking at that. Like I, I played like, in in this in the Beast of Burden, I played One. and I was uh, the waitress. I was uh, one of the bloodhounds. I was the guy in the field in the beginning. I was toting boxes in the, in the city and the town. I was yeah, those all haul, count I was the water. That's exactly. Haul in the water. I was hauling the, the, tra- the little wagon train that got blown up. <laughs> or you know, I played like seven or eight in that episode alone. <laughs> Different little characters. You know what I mean? Didn't get paid for seven or eight. No, I'm just kidding. Let's you know, not even
0: go with all the ones that you CG'd in with yeah. uh,
1: Enemy Mine. Enemy Mine, I CG'd all those in. And then um, all the uh, Super Jaffa soldiers, when you first saw all the Apophis's men. And, and when they... Um, they ran after, like a, uh, the SG team had a, a ship flying away, and they, yeah, and they ran after and, and jumped on, that's me. I'm the one running, and you see the little soldier jump up like that, that's me. Okay. I, was, I had all the little dots on in the little room with all the infrared, like the Matrix, how they did the Matrix. Yes. Same thing. Okay. So there you go.
0: They said that when they were doing that massive shot, with mm-hmm. Anubis standing on his yeah. pedestal and all the soldiers made, that you were one of the guys that actually programmed yeah. uh, those movements in. That's right.
1: Okay. Was yeah. that something new for you? Uh, yeah, I'd never done that before. Uh, they brought me in to do, um, and funny enough, it was two blocks from my house. I had no idea this place <laughs> was here. The studio, um, uh, was, I was two blocks from my house. Like, literally, I walked out the door, went, like, took the uh, time, the, the address, looked around, went, it's right there. <laughs> <laughs> and and I... You Exactly. And I just like, shh, you know, walked over, and they put you in a little suit. Like, uh, do you see Tom Hanks's thing from... Um, Oh, uh, Polar Express? Yeah,
0: see. Well, well in the movie that I haven't seen. Well, well the
1: behind-the-scenes things. They put you in a little, a little body leotard, and they there's little golf or ping-pong balls for reference all over you. And so they had me come in and do all these little, you know, the, all the UNAS uh, 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 creatures and whatnot, and then they had me do um, all these super-soldier guys. And I did about 30 different passes of all the UNAS guys, and I had, to make, I had to come up with 30 different walks and characters. So, like, literally on the spot, I'm, okay, I've got to come up with a guy. Uh, all right, here. And off you go, and that's the thing as an actor too. And we learned in theater schools a lot of times the actor, the character will come out of the movement and the walk. And especially when we did Foothold, Dion and I really talked about these guys because they were they looked like squid men or something like you know like lobster sort of guys or something. So we thought they must have evolved from under the water, you know. And so they, their movement and how they move and their musculature is very mm-hmm. different, you know. Or well, think of it if you, if they lived in the water too. Then you know they'd have to have some, their muscles. The muscles would be so developed, so moving in the air, they'd have to like hold. Why? Yeah. Well, like Superman, you have to hold back, otherwise you'd smash through walls, right? So, you know. Okay. Yeah. Very
0: cool. Is there any particular reason we haven't seen you in the Stargate universe recently? Have you just been busy?
1: Well, you know, I've been busy a lot. I really have. But also, too, it just depends on what they're doing, too. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, what their needs and wants are as well, right? You know, um, they haven't come up with anything, said, hey, Alex, you know, we need you to do something. So it's like, you know. Um, and I did audition for, um, uh, gosh, uh, Atlantis for uh, Christopher Heyerdahl's character. Hauling. Holling, yeah. I auditioned for that. So I was in the running for that. But, um, you know, uh, no, I don't know. Like, they just do their thing. They do whatever, you know. Um, If it's not a big. And that's the thing, too. Like, honestly, this last couple of years have been so busy. I haven't seen a lot of the show. So, unless I've got a lot of aliens on the show, maybe they don't call because they don't. (laughs) I'm not more than an alien. (laughs)
0: Right in, folks.
1: There you go. Exactly. But no, you know. So, but I've been doing other stuff and whatnot too. So it's kind of good. But it's it's cool to see the guys working. And again, I just heard about the the cancellation. I was in in Europe, and it sucks. Pardon my language, but it sucks. Well, yeah. Completely. It's it's de- it's depressing because it's like, I have a real emotional tie to the show because basically it got me going, and it's you know been my you know sort of bread and butter in some respects because I I knew every couple of years or every year, or so I was doing an episode or two and you It's your roots. It's my roots, my peeps. Yeah. You know. So. <laughs> Stargate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Stargate. Yo. Anyway.
0: <laughs> You've worked with a great many directors mm-hmm. on uh, SG One. Not Atlantis yet. Hopefully, at some point. Exactly. So who's your favorite director to work with through Stargate?
1: No, I'm just uh, I was kidding. There's two favorites I have to say. Two favorites that I've worked with. I really like uh, uh, Peter and Martin Wood. You Sorry know. Martin. Peter Peter DeLuise and Martin Wood. Uh, I, I for because they're both great guys. You know the two that stand out but, because I've worked, and I've also worked with them the most. But I've worked with Danny Nikita and Charles Carell. and I'm trying to think of all those. Are the, I mean, but I've worked with Peter and and Martin the most. So and they're fun. You know I mean they're fun guys. You know it's when you're in the trenches like that. I, I 16 18 hour days sometimes for us. You know especially in the makeup, you got to have some fun on the set and you got to have people that are supportive and and they really are. And uh, I, I did Open Range, the Western, with Kevin Costner. had a small role in that. And um, I was doing Egar for uh, Metamorphosis. And I uh, literally got a call on Sunday morning from an agent. They want you in Calgary tomorrow. I, I'm oh, Stargate. Yeah, and I had agreed to shave my head. Oh! Yeah, and I was like, oh, dear, what am I going to do, right? So I would agreed to shave my head. So what I did was uh, I said I knew, like, I had Peter's number and and Todd Masters who does their makeup. He's a good buddy of mine. I just worked with him on Masters of Sci-Fi. And I said, Look, I'll call Peter and I'll call Todd. You call the producers and we'll see what happens. So I call up Peter and he's like, and I tell him what happens. And you know, I'm supposed to shave my head. And he's like, ah, do the freaking movie. We'll make it work. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> Sounds like a... Yeah, do the, do the freaking movie. You know, whatever. We'll make it work. I'm like, okay, cool. I called.
0: From men- before, men- before, before,
1: men- before? This is I was supposed to do it, like, uh, this is Sunday morning, I had, to, I had to leave for Calgary that the next morning, and shoot that evening on the on this the open range the, the Western. Then the following week, I'm supposed to be on Stargate playing the the, the ball dude, you know, egger right? So and I had to shave my facial hair for Stargate. Well, they wanted facial hair for the Western. So hilariously enough, I don't shave my head. Todd Master says, hey, "Don't worry about it. We'll punt." Football reference, Americans, I don't just kidding. You know, American football, like, I didn't see I went to a football game in the States, or a college game, 52,000 people. It's bigger than most cities that I've lived in. Anyway, uh, I, I was like, you'll punt. Oh, I get it. Okay, so anyways, I'm on a plane the next day. I do a show, come back. They put a ball cap on my head. Uh, Dave Dupuy, who uh, did like uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, I think he did Jeffrey Rush's makeup. I'm not sure. But um, uh, he did my, my bald head, uh, ball cap. And when it came out, John Smith was there, and he goes, "Alex, you, you shaved your head? What about the movie?" About? I said, "John, John, it's a ball cap." And like literally, you had to get right up here to see it. So, um, yeah. Anyways, they're great guys. I've worked a ton with both of them, and I, uh, yeah, I love them both.
0: Edgar, you you get these characters who are under so much oppression. Yeah. You know that was one of the great characters, him and Woden. Woden, yeah. Really. Uh, they were good. They were good. Was was there anything appealing about guy's
1: character? Oh yeah, a good mix because you think about it, if you can see into someone's mind. Yes, that's you his can, ability. Yeah, and you can see what they're really saying. I mean, that's a heavy duty thing because you know what your friends think of you. Yeah. You know, and that's a and can you imagine having to live with that? But also like, <clears throat> you know, he was also feared uh, fearful enough from um, from um, near tea mm-hmm. and whatnot. So not? So probably gonna get kicked out. We gotta get kicked out in a sec. So oh. last last just answer that last little bit there. <laughs> Um, living in fear to, and respect and like it's sort of like having faith well imagine this if you could read everyone's mind and mm-hmm. you met God and you met God what do you do? you know okay. so there yeah, you go so that's what really appealed and we got to head out any other we'll one more sure yeah um,
0: what do you hope your roles that you have done in any that you are about to do or going to do in the mm-hmm. future of Stargate what do you hope they bring to fans
1: um, seriously, uh, what I hope we would bring to fans is, is um, honestly a sense of humanity because that's the biggest thing. I people, again, actors sometimes poo-poo sci-fi because it seems so out there. But if the shows I've done help people, inspire people, if they give some entertainment and enjoyment and maybe, you know, help. Honestly, I've had people say, like, some of the stuff I've done has helped turn their life around. And I'm like, wow. Because the day that 9-11 hit... I was doing Jeremiah. It was my first day on Jeremiah, and I thought, what the hell am I doing with my life? There are people out there dying. There are people out there throwing themselves out of buildings so they don't burn to death. And I'm making a TV show. And then I met people after that that said they've thought about suicide, they've thought about killing themselves, and they watched Stargate. And I'm not making this up just for your interview. And I'm not going to need new names, but this one girl, woman said this to me. And it saved my life because I, I watched an episode, and it just inspired me. And I was like, wow, and particularly one of the episodes I was in. And and I think it was 69, and she said about not wanting to kill anyone, and she thought about killing herself. And I was like, wow. So that's what I hope. Yeah, if I can touch somebody, if we can touch someone, we can all be touched together and come together and just make life a little better. There's so much going on. We need to, everybody needs to just take a chill pill, so...